Good morning and welcome to the Marysville 3CU Church. Happy Memorial Day. And for uh, those families that are honoring those loved ones that they've lost um, in battle or in, in wartime, um, that's, this is the weekend that we remember that. Uh, today, our message, though, is going to be, it's going to start out in an odd position, and we're going to talk a little bit about selfies. I'm not an expert in selfies. I've seen selfies, and, you know, I think the selfie, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's when somebody takes their phone and you see them doing one of these things, or like this, or, right, that's a selfie, am I right? And you can take group selfies, and then there's also these, uh, they put filters on them. I don't think I've used the filter, I see them use the filters. They put weird ears on their, on their heads or crowns or, or sparkles or different kinds of things, right? And then you see other ones that look like they, uh, they do touch-up. Like, a, you know, some of these magazines, you know, ladies look at these magazines and those women aren't real women that you see on those pictures. They take a picture of them. Now, some of them have done strange things as far as their eating and everything else to make them look like what they look like. But then they get in there and they Photoshop them and, and fix them up. And these filters seem to, to uh, fix how they appear. But, you know, it's, you know we try to wear clothes that, that uh, highlight the things that look better about our body and conceal or not wear those things that are not as flattering to our body. And we all feel better that certain peop that people understand those kinds of things. It, we always are a little bit, you're, you can be a little uncomfortable when some people don't realize that showing more of their body is not flattering to them or comfortable for the rest of us. Um, but there's this self-image thing that goes on. And so people take selfies, and, you know, they take selfies, and a lot of people spend a lot of time on their selfies, and I start to wonder why they're spending so much time on their selfies. And then the lots do a lot of filters, and they, 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 they perk their lips a certain way and tilt their head a certain way, but they keep doing it to the point, they keep doing it to the point that they start changing who they look like and some people even do it with the way they do their makeup or the way they do their eyelashes or they do their hair in that you might not even recognize who they are anymore. And that might be their goal. But they almost are focusing, they want themselves to appear as though someone that they're not or appear someone different. And so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. Not a whole lot on the selfies, but I want you to understand that concept. And some people have a poor concept about themselves, and they want to be uh, someone else. And so I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 3, and we're going to look at verses 12 through 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 12 
12 through 18. Now, 2 Corinthians is a letter. Those that are online, um, hopefully we're probably back now. So um, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 3, 12 through 18. We've had all kinds of little technical things. 2 Corinthians 12. <laughs> now, I, now that threw me off, so I'm going to apologize. 2 Corinthians 3, chapter 3. 12 through 18. So let's hold that right there and uh, let's uh, talk just a little bit about there. So have you turning there, I want you to think about, have you ever looked on a sunny day and looked into a car window and you look in there and you can't see the people inside? Who do you see? See yourself, don't you? It's kind of like a selfie. Not exactly, but it's kind of like a selfie. You can see yourself until they roll the window down or something. You ever try to look outside your window at home and you look outside and you can't see anything but yourself until you turn the light out and you can see what's outside? So I want you to think about those concepts as we go to 2 Corinthians 3, 12 through 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 12 through 18. So it says, therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. May God add blessing to the reading of his word. The unlike Moses who put a veil over his face section refers to something that happened in the Old Testament. As Moses would spend time with God, it would make his face shine. And so he put that veil on. And what they're depicting here is that they could not see as that glory was passing away from the time that he had spent in the presence of God. And as we move into verse 14, it's talking about for their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So you kind of have to watch as it moves through there. It's basically saying, just like when Moses had a veil so they couldn't see that the glory was fading from the time that he had spent with God. 
that their veil has been on the hearts of people so they don't understand some of the words of Scripture. And even now, it is that way, he says, except for once you follow God, it opens it up so that you can see and gain understanding because we've accepted the Lord. That gives us a better picture of what's going on. And so when we get into this portion that it says, when one turns to the Lord, verse 16, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Unveiled face, we're able to clearly see. So imagine that you're looking in a mirror. And as you're looking in that mirror, maybe it's a mirror in your, in your bathroom or in a shower area, and, you know, it's steamed up, and you can kind of see. So it's kind of foggy. But if we wipe away, we unveil that, and we can see, we can more clearly see what's in that mirror. What's in that mirror. Now, I know some of you have seen those commercials. Different people have different commercials, you know, where they open up the medicine cabinet. When they open up the medicine cabinet, somebody's on the other side. Or they see somebody in the mirror. But the picture that we have there is they're looking into some kind of glass, something that's reflective. It might not be at the quality of the mirrors that we have today, but when looking in there, it's basically saying, as we look into the mirror, like looking into a car window, you can kind of see your face and you can kind of see their face. And maybe you've had it happen with the camera. You take a picture and it kind of has that reflection. So you, you get the picture of the animal you're trying to take the picture of and you get the reflection of you inside. So this is what I envision here. You're looking... And as you're looking inside, and as you're looking at the reflection, you see yourself, and you see a little bit what's on the other, other side. On the other side is the image of Christ. And as we look over there, and we see it, it's as though the light on our side dims. Just like when you turn the light off at night when you're trying to look outside, out through the window... As the light on your side dims, you see more of him on the other side. And it almost looks like you're becoming him. And maybe you've been to Kosai or some other place where they have a little thing where you sit down across from someone. <coughs> Excuse me. You sit down across from someone and you get a dimmer on your side. <coughs> and when you look into the glass, when your light is bright, you see your own reflection. But as you turn your light down, you start seeing the person on the other side of the glass. And then you start looking like the other side of the glass. And it says then, with unfailed face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The more time we spend looking at and contemplating and focusing on Jesus as we look at him and look at the Spirit of the Lord, <coughs> we better understand that we're not in compliance. 
We're not in alignment. There's some things that we need to adjust. But the more time we spend looking and peering with unveiled hearts, with an open heart to what God is trying to shine on, to, on us to say, this is something that you need to work with on. Then as we do that, we start to be, what does it say there? It says that we start, we are being transformed in the same image. But this image is not a filter that's just going to change on the surface. This change, this transformation is as we focus on the Lord and allow him with unveiled hearts to look in at us and see who we are, we start being transformed into more into the image of Christ. Take on more of the mind of Christ. We mature in our walk to him because we start seeing us for who we really are. We take the filter, we take the veil off. This is who we really are. We see how much different we are than what God wants as he brings it to our light. And as we allow God to work who we really are, because we're not changing on the surface, we're changing from the inside out. And we come more and more Christ-like. More and more Christ-like. And we take on that image. Because as we dim the light on our side, we see more of him. Less focus on us, more focus on him. It starts changing us on the inside as we're open to it. And then we start seeing something. We start seeing something that's more reflective of what God would have us be and something that we feel better in a healthy concept about ourselves and saying, I am being transformed into the image of Christ. Because sometimes we look in that mirror and we might not like what we see. And so we try to put a filter on, we try to cover it up, and we try to make ourselves look like something we aren't. Early on in our marriage, my wife, hopefully I won't get in trouble for this story, my wife went and got one of those pictures taken to make made her look really, you know, they did all the makeup and did all the fancy stuff like that. And she brought it to me, and I'm not sure if I said the right thing, but this is what I said. I didn't like it because I didn't think it did her justice. And so that wasn't who I was in love with. I was in love with her. So I don't think we got it. But it didn't seem like it was worth the money to me. Now you wear, ladies wear makeup and those kinds of things, but when I, to the young ladies that are out there, let people fall in love with who you are. And if they don't fall in love with who you are, then they're not worth it. Doesn't mean we don't try to improve ourselves. Doesn't mean we try to <laughs> cover some of our blemishes. We don't wear the right clothes to try to make us look, you know, reasonable. Doesn't mean that we uh, just wear anything. But it's in proportion, right? And if you're not happy with who you are, if you're not happy with who you are, the world wants to tell you what you should look like. The world wants to tell you who you should be. And even now, they're telling you all kinds of crazy things. And they can come up with all kinds of stories. But you don't want to base your self-worth based on what everybody has out there and how many likes you get or how many different people agree with you. But you want to base it on 
is how Christ looks at you. You were valuable enough that he died on a cross for you so that you could spend eternity with him instead of eternity in hell. You're valuable to him. And he, as you look at him, wants to transform you into someone that is pleasing to him. He loves you. But as you're transformed and you look and love Christ and you see that you start transformed in the image of Christ, I think you'll find that you can love yourself a little better too because he loves you. And you can have that healthy concept and be on the right place with him. But you have to clearly focus on who God is and who you are in relation to him. Rely on him to transform you into the image he wants you to be. Don't allow the world to transform you. Don't try to Facebook filter something into something you're not. Jesus loves you. And Jesus wants to transform you into his image. But you have to allow yourself to be focused on him. Let's be standing. Father God, I pray for each one in the sound of my voice this morning. We know, Father, we've had some technical glitches and some technical challenges, but you can overcome it all. And Father, you know our hearts and you know where we are at spiritually as individuals. You know how some of us might not be healthy or not feel healthy about ourselves. And we're trying to figure out what makes us look good in the world and to the world, and measure ourselves by the world. But, Lord, may we be in a place where we say, God, I am sorry for my sins. Come in and save me. Help me to follow you. I want to follow you. Thank you for dying on me. And then, Father, may we look in, as it were, in the mirror, and see the, your image. And, Father, may you transform us. As we focus the, on you, on you, who you want us to be. And may you guide us. And may you direct us. And I pray to the Lord now that as people hear this, that they would be obedient to your guiding and to your directing, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to let you have you bow your heads. The electronics are going to go.